Nah, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I be smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep all that right. juicy fruit. If you want that five, I will And we're back in three, two, one. Action. What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone, and I'm back after like my fucking summer long hiatus. I'm back with Snurbage, the podcast. Thanks for thanks for rejoining me. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. I've had a lot of shit going on, man. A lot of life changes, a lot of different things goings on. So yeah, I'm sorry if I've been gone a while, but hope you all had a good summer. It's officially not summer anymore in my house because my kids are back in school. And three different schools, high school, middle school, and fucking elementary school. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's getting crazy up in this bitch. But no, no, welcome back. I'm glad to be back been thinking about doing lots of different stuff and it's just it's been crazy so i i took a little hiatus it's not that i just stopped doing it i just kind of took a little hiatus um i actually got a new job i don't work at the bowling alley anymore i actually uh <laughs> the moment my boss my boss at the bowling alley was not a smart individual and here's here's my proof and this is one of probably a thousand different things just like this um before summer officially started he says to us you know it's our slow season and he says to us so we're going to replace all the ceiling tiles in the building okay and there's like a thousand of them or more so yeah we're going to replace all the ceiling tiles in the building okay and uh <laughs> and then he says and then in september i'm gonna rep- i'm gonna redo the roof well, there's 117 fucking leaks in the fucking roof, dude. You want to replace all the ceiling tiles first and then fix the roof? And no matter how you logically try to explain that to that dumbass, nope, <laughs> it, it falls on dumb ears. So, yeah. Well, hey, this is Snurbage the podcast. Excuse me. And uh, so we got to smoke some snurbage about it. Let's smoke some snurbage together. It's been a while. I am uh, I'm currently hitting this stuff called the Hella Jelly. Hella Jelly. And I've been digging on this, man. This is some good stuff. And I actually, but this is a little bit different, though, because I got the Hella Jelly in there. And I haven't been in my fucking office for a while. And so my grinder's sitting here and it's got a bunch of keef in the bottom of it. So I sprinkled some keef on top. So hella jelly with some sprinklings of some keef on top, which is totally okay with me. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we're smoking here. Let's, let's give her, let's give her a taste. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. 
but yeah, new job. I decided to, I put it out on Facebook that I was a bartender looking for bartending hours. And I got a slew of people, businesses trying to get me to come bartend for them because everybody's short everywhere, you know? And one of the businesses that reached out was this place out at a lake. It was a lodge and resort. And I was like, God, I don't want to fucking drive all the way out there. You know, but they they pitched the best the best wage to me. You know, all these other people were like pitching the fucking, you know, serving and bartending wages and shit like that from like yesteryear where it's like five fifty an hour plus tips. It's like, dude, I need if I have a shit night in tips, I need to have a good wage, man. I cannot rely solely on the gratuity of others to survive. I got four fucking kids, man. So I took the one with the best wage. And I work out at a lake now at a resort and they seem to like me out there and I like it out there. The boat people treat me very well. Fucking a bunch of Sammy Hagar's and, and fucking Jimmy Buffett's out there just sipping on their rum drinks and taking shots at Tequila's O'Neill's all fucking day, dude, just wanting to get wrecked on their fucking boat. (laughs) It's it's a different crowd than pretty much any other bar I've ever fucking worked at and shit. What really fucking sucks, though? Like, it doesn't suck. It's it's cool. It's a double-edged sword. I got this great fucking view. Like, there's windows, you know, lining the, the outside of the place and stuff. And so you can see out there. You can see the lake and all the, all the fucking greatness on the lake and shit like that. But then again, I'm at work. And I'm, like, sitting there. Usually, I'm working at a bar. And it's, you know, there's no windows. Oh man, but no. What I was saying earlier is I'm I'm I've been doing stand up ever since. Uh, gosh, I think it was March. I started doing stand up, and every last Sunday of the month they have stand up go on. They do an open mic kind of a thing every last Sunday of the month here, and it's kind of a small place. Um, and so I go and I do stand up. I I missed. June, I think it was. Yeah, June I missed because I was I was not feeling very good about what I had for material and yeah, it was just it was kind of a crunch kind of a thing and I just I didn't usually I'm pretty good in a crunch when it comes to to doing new material because here's the thing, man. Most stand-ups have outlets other than just one venue. You know, I have one venue right now. I do not have the luxury to go anywhere and do stand-up. I was invited to a place about 100 miles north of here in, like, January or something. They're having a little comedy festival up there, and I was invited to come and do that. So I might do that. But <coughs> uh, you know, I, I do it to one crowd, and most of the time it's – you know, it's mostly the same people and shit. Uh, so I've seen guys, performers and stuff like that, comedians and stuff, come in there and work out their jokes. But at the same time, it's like, dude, every single time we see you, you're doing the same jokes. And it's, you know, so I don't like doing that. I like coming there with fresh shit all the fucking time, which has led me to having like almost five hours of nonstop different material. Um I record most of it. So, hold on. I'm going to hit this shit. Oh, shit. 
You get that bowl fucking like you get a little plugged up or something, then you hit it and it fucking pulls through. Oof. So I like coming with new stuff. And uh, you know, so that's 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 something I've been doing. And that's one of my like bucket list things, man. One of my bucket list things is to like go to New York City for like two or three weeks and do nothing but the stand-up circuit. Just do nothing but open mics all the fucking time, anywhere I can do them for two or three weeks. And then I'll be okay, you know, and then I can fucking, I can, I can die happy just to know that I did stand up in New York City. And if it happened to be LA or something like that, I'd fucking do that too, whatever. But New York City is really, I think that's more my vibe, you know? So, New York City. Speaking of bucket lists, I actually got to cross something off my bucket list um, last month. And that was, so, I've, I've said this before, I got into playing guitar because of Eddie Van Halen. I heard Fair Warning, the album Fair Warning, the opening track, Mean Street, and I was fucking hooked. Fucking Eddie Van Halen, uh, greatest guitar player ever. And I fucking, I mean, in my eyes, you know, one of them. I have a Mount Rushmore of great guitars. Maybe we can get to that in a minute. But, um, uh... Eddie Van Halen, I've always had a special place in my heart for Eddie Van Halen. And I've never, ever picked up an Eddie Van Halen Wolfgang guitar because they make them. If you go to EVH, um, I think it's EVHgear.com, but it might just be EVH.com. I can't remember. But Eddie Van, EVH guitars, just type that into Google and you'll find it. But you know, he's had his own line of guitars out since the 90s uh, when he first started with, God, I think it was Music Man, but it might have been PV. But he went to PV, and then it's just kind of, it's it's just evolved, and now it's got its own brand and everything. And, but Eddie died two Octobers ago. And uh, it was the day after my wife's birthday. Um, but so... I've never picked up an Eddie Van Halen guitar and played it. I've never played through an, a 5150 uh, you know, EVH stack ever. Um, I've been in the, the <laughs> you know, I've been in the same building as, as an EVH stack, you know, a music store and stuff like that. And I was always caught looking at it by the dude and they're like, you should just plug into it, man. I'm like, I don't, A, I don't think that I'm good enough. B, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like it's the right fucking time, you know, and I wouldn't even know what to plug into it with, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm, I'm an okay guitar player, but I'm, there's three billion fucking other guitar players out there that are better than me, but And every time I go down to the music store, they're always telling me, hey, you should fucking plug into the 5150 stack. And I'm just like, I don't, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. You know, it's not the right time. But my dad came to town and we go to the music store together and I walk in and there's this beautiful EVH Wolfgang guitar sitting there. And I've never played a Wolfgang guitar. Never even picked one up. But it's sitting there. And my dad and I were both looking at it and shit. And, and they have a 5150 stack back there. 
And so I said to my, at first, my dad was like, you should plug it in, man. You should plug it in. I was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know what? It is. It's the right fucking time, dude. And so I sure shit did, dude. I, after, fuck, man, how old was I? 12? 12, maybe, when I heard Van Halen first. So, you know, 25 years. 25 years later, I'm picking up an Eddie Van Halen guitar and plugging it into an Eddie Van Halen amp. And I'm not Eddie Van Halen. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to plug this stuff in and become Eddie Van Halen. I'm still Tony on the guitar. So it still sounds like me. But that was special for me, man. Plug in and shred a little bit on a, on some EVH gear. That was That's a bucket list. God, if you guys heard that, my stomach is going nuts. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. No, we're going to smoke our appetite away. My fat ass could use a, use a, a meal off. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm working at the lake, right? Anyways, I get a fucking phone call one day or it was no it was a text it was a messenger facebook messenger and and it's this old old friend of mine from when i was a kid his name was adam and not the adam that was on the show but um <laughs> and he actually ended up going on to marry my ex-girlfriend her name was annie or is Annie. <coughs> Nicest girl I ever dated. Like for real. On paper, she's perfect. You know, she's she was, you know, one of those things where it was just like, we are just two different people, man. You know, like we're this does not work, but there's that that does not mean there's anything wrong with you. We're just not compatible. And the thing about it was she didn't like the fact that I smoked weed. I remember I used to get shit plowed at the fucking bar, you know, and she'd come and peel me off the fucking bar. I wasn't even 21. She'd still come in there and peel me off the bar and take me home and, and be all nice to me and fucking shit like that. And then, but, and I'd be hammered drunk. But then all of a sudden, like she finds out I smoked a little bit of fucking snurbage. She's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. You're impaired. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? Whatever. We broke up. It wasn't the greatest breakup. She took it really fucking hard, man. And I cheated on her. Which makes it worse. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I cheated on most every woman that I was ever with. Like I'd get to six months and I, and I just, I would, there'd be something, there'd be some little hang up with it that I just couldn't get over, you know, and most of the time it had to do with me smoking weed, but, um, there'd always be some little fucking hang up that I just couldn't get over, but none of them were bad people. And so I didn't want to like, you know, 
I didn't want to break their fucking hearts, but then I'd get into a situation where, you know, the options are there and you make stupid decisions being fucking 20 years old, you know, and below. Um, so yeah, I cheated on a, a few different girls, man, hardcore. And, um, and so, yeah, she took it hard, man. She took it hard as expected. She fucking hated me for years, man. And, you know, there was an incident like it was when Superman Returns came out uh, way back in like 05, something like that, 05, 06. My cousin and I went to Superman Returns and she was there with Adam, my old friend. And I don't know, I was 20 years old and fucking talking shit like in the movie theater and shit like that like not like excessively but they heard me say something i don't know what it was i couldn't tell you what it was but i was sitting there talking shit because I, I was a fucking dumbass man uh but anyways so yeah it didn't all end very well and then after her you know blah 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 there was a couple other girls and stuff and then i met my wife and i made it past six months with my wife didn't have any urge to cheat on her at all. And then it got to like, and I was like, holy shit, I made it past six months. Then it got to a year and then it got to two years. And it was just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, you know? And then after like three and a half years, I fucking was like, dude, I have no want to cheat on this woman. Like there's, you know, I, I love her to death. You know, that this is the only woman I need to be with. She's my best friend. So I'm going to pop the question. We've been together since, um, 2007, I had just turned 21. No, I was no. I was 21. I was about to turn 22 um when we met. So yeah, I mean, a lot happened between 18 and 22 with me. A lot happened between 18 and 22. I've actually thought about writing some of the things down, but maybe I can just chronicle some of them on here. But anyways, I digress. Um, in the past, I've kind of reached out to both of them and was like, dude, I was a moron back in the day. And you guys were both really awesome people. And it really sucks that we're, that you guys are not in my life because you guys are both really awesome people. And you guys both held, have always held a very special place in my heart. And I'm sorry if I was a moron back in the day, but I wouldn't have done anything differently. Maybe not talk shit, but I, I, I would break up with that woman 7,000 times over, man, you know, and I, and I'd be totally happy with it because she, those two got together right after we got, and then, and they're still together. So, I mean, you know, she found her one, you know, how many fucking relationships go out fucking, you know. And they, they, they're some of the ones that fucking survived. And so I'm happy that I fucking broke up with her, man. I'm happy that I fucking cheated on her because if I would have stuck that out, she might've been miserable and she might administer opportunity to fucking connect with him. So it's like, you know, I'm happy it all went down the way it did pretty much except for me talking shit. But anyways, so we were like friends on Facebook and stuff and everything, and but we didn't communicate very much together on, um, all of a sudden, it's like, fuck, man, like July. It was probably like around this time in July, like about a month ago. <coughs> All of a sudden, I get a fucking 
text message from him and his dad had unloaded some records or some uh some like audio equipment like a receiver and all sorts of shit his dad was my teacher in middle school and he knew that I was really into music and stuff like that and so yeah he always unload like shit on me like just randomly cleaning out their house and just anything like you know music wise he would just unload it on me and so all of a sudden adam fucking calls me or texts me and he's like hey man i got a shitload of fucking movies from my grandma's place you know and i i don't want to fucking i don't want them i don't want you know do you want them and i fucking oh like, yeah sure man I'll, he's like well why don't you you know come on out to my parents house and stuff we're in town and everything because they don't live here and i haven't seen annie and shit dude 16 fucking years and uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. And so they had just had a kid. They had a kid who's like fucking two or three, and she's pregnant with another one. I, I haven't seen either of these people in 15, 16 years, man. And the last time I saw Annie, she was not happy with me. Like in the flesh, like the last time that I was actually in Annie's fucking presence, dude, she was not fucking happy with me. So, let's bet. Yeah, dude. So it was fucking, it was trip. It was cool. Like, I. I gave him a big hug, dude. I, you know, he's my old, one of my oldest fucking friends, man. And it was really good fucking seeing him and and just reconnecting and and stuff. And uh, and it was fucking weird being in Annie's presence again because we shared some we shared some good times, man. We shared some good moments, you know, beyond intimate sexual relations and stuff like that. We shared some good moments, you know. She was a good girl, a good woman, you know, really, really awesome chick. And, you know, I have, I have nothing but love for that woman. She never really did me wrong. She just disapproved of my lifestyle. Funny thing about that is <laughs> we're sitting there and we're talking and all of a sudden fucking, you know, it comes up that, you know, they might not smoke it, but they're totally cool with it and shit like that. I'm like, well, isn't that funny? <laughs> you know, like how her opinion has changed on it since me and her were together. There was a girl that I dated once. Her name was Mallory. I might have said this story before, but we broke up because she didn't like me smoking weed. And speaking of which, let's take a hit. Mallory, hold on. Hella jelly. We broke up. She didn't like me smoking weed. And all of a sudden, I remember I was at the fucking bar working, and I was DJing that night. I was up in the DJ booth, and my friend was at the shop bar. And she was right across the way from me, and we were really fucking slow. Excuse me. Wow. We were really fucking slow. And so we were just both sitting there, and also I get a text message from Mallory, and and uh, this was actually between Annie and my wife. Um, I get a text message from Mallory, and she goes, "Okay, I'm." And this is after we broken up and shit. She's like, "Okay, I'm ready. To, I want to try marijuana now." And it's like, "No, what? No, that's not how I roll, man." You know, if you, if, you know, if you would have come to me, you know, before all this came to a fucking head, you know, and 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 did that with a little bit more class. And we just and you let it be natural, and you didn't do it, you know, just to to please me and shit like that. But just 
you know, then sure. But no, I don't, I don't want to do it under those fucking, under that context, like under the, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm totally not with that. So, and maybe that'll earn me a place in heaven. <laughs> Fuck that. Jesus Christ, man. But yeah, it was just, it was really weird fucking, you know, being, hanging out with Adam and Annie. First of all, because Adam and me had a completely different past than me and Annie did. And we didn't really hang out all three of us together. So it was just, it was like two parts of my life converging, but they've been converged for years. So it was, it was really fucking strange, man. It was a glitch in the fucking matrix or something, you know, I don't know. In an, in an alternate universe, that could have gone a lot different, you know. <laughs> like, not bad or anything like that. But it's just, it was a really, like, I was disconnected, you know, from, from the universe. And I was, like, seeing something else from a different fucking point of view. I don't know. It was fucking, it was weird. But, no, I'm still fucking happy for them. And their kid is fucking awesome. And I'm sure that they'll have another kid and they'll probably get COVID for a 15th fucking time. Dude, those motherfuckers have gotten COVID like four fucking times. Like my God, how are you people fucking still alive? How are you still like tasting and smelling and shit? Like they had like every fucking verse of the fucking COVID man from, <laughs> from OG COVID, you know, which was like, whoa to COVID now, which is like, well, at least it's not monkey pox. So, yeah. You know, fucking weird, man. But no, there's been a, there's been a lot of fucking cool shit go on this summer. I've had a lot of friends, not them, you know, the ones that I was just talking about, but I've had a lot of friends that have just been having a lot of relationship problems and shit. A lot of it stems from alcohol. Some of it stems from undiagnosed mental disorders. Nothing wrong with that. I probably have some undiagnosed mental disorder, man. You know, I don't got the ADDD, HDDD, you know, or anything like that. But, but my wife thinks that I might have like some, some sort of like attention deficit, or, or uh, yeah, attention deficit disorder a little bit. It's hard for me to focus on things sometimes, but you know, there was always like that one kid in school when you were a kid that was like. <laughs> you know, there was that one kid in school that had ADD, you know, but it was never you, really. Maybe it was you and you were that one kid in school, but there's just so much mental stuff going on these days and everything. So it's just like back in our day, it was like, you know, if you were different, you were just weird, you know, like, but some, you know, they didn't think about, you know, kids having, you know, depression or anxiety or you know, more kids being on a, uh, there was a whole spectrum of autism and not just like, it's not a retardation or anything like that. It is like, it's like a completely like just a mind fuck of possibilities, you know, autism and shit like that. So it's just like, yeah, man, so much shit's just been fucking crazy, man. But yeah, we were, there's weird kids, you know, and I was one of them, but, uh, but my wife's been 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 doing really good this summer too. Like I think she kind of had she had her her uterus taken out in April, <coughs> and ever since then she's had a little bit of an awakening. 
and it's been nice. And she has some undiagnosed stuff that she's kind of working on getting diagnosed and everything. One of them's being autism. And look up, I'm not going to get into how fucking crazy it is for like women to be diagnosed with autism as being, you know, women or girls, you know, any age, it's harder for them to be diagnosed on the autism spectrum because like doctors just think that bitches be crazy, you know? And so it's, that's a mind fuck of a, of, of a rabbit hole to go down. But no, my wife, she had her uterus out and you know, it's just, she's been, she's been more active and involved I think, and um, she hasn't, you know, she, she, her anxiety and depression have been a little bit down, and I, I don't want, you know, anybody to take this the wrong way, you know, she has started, you know, for years, most of our entire relationship, neither of us have ever been really big drinkers, but she's been having a couple here and there, and, you know, it's it's been nice because she's not as she she can come down and hang out while I'm working and stuff like that. And she doesn't always have to drink, you know, and you know, and if she does, she only has like one and then she leaves. But um, that wasn't something that she would ever do. Like when I worked at any other place, she would never come down and just hang out at the bar and just you know talk to me and and just you know talk to other people. Like she's been it's it's been really really nice it's been a whole different person i mean i i still love the person you know beforehand and stuff and and she's she's just coming into her own a little bit i think and uh you know with the kids getting older and shit it's just it's been nice so um i'm really proud of her she's made some really good fucking steps and Mental illness is fucking crazy, man. Um, but I don't think she's mentally ill. She has some issues you know, and stuff. But but no, it's my wife. She's awesome. And she's had a great summer. We've had a great summer together. Um, so yeah, I love my wife. Hold on a second. Here's to my wife. She's leaps and bounds, man. Leaps and bounds of a woman compared to, you know, the girl that I, I met and fell in love with when, you know, she was 18 and I was 21. <coughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, get into some other shit now. I was going to do Mount Rushmore of guitar players. I said that earlier. I'm going to come back to it now. My Mount Rushmore of guitar players. I am not, like, not talking about who is the better guitar player, you know, fast or better, you know. I'm just, in my view, these are the four guys that if I could, you know, if I could take all of their skills and collectively hone them together into one skill... For me, that would be amazing. And so, um, number one is Eddie Van Halen. Eddie's Eddie's got the fucking he's got the the George Washington spot. 
on Mount Rushmore. Second one is David fucking Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Fall down the rabbit hole with with his solo work sometime, man. It's good stuff. I mean, and most people only know Pink Floyd by their hits. Really dive into that shit someday, man. Really dive into old school Floyd and stuff. It's it's good stuff. Let's see. Third. My third favorite guitar player would probably have to be Jerry Garcia. Um, just because there's something about his guitar playing along with his voice that just, it soothes my soul, man. I've gone from a fucking nine in on the ways of like, you know, about a nine on the tension scale there, Rube. But, uh, I, I've gone from like being that jacked up and amped up and shit like that. And I just, I put on one Grateful Dead song and... Jerry calmed me down to about a two. And yeah, fucking Jerry Garcia. And oh man, I'm supposed to make a, I'm supposed to name a fourth one now. That's really fucking difficult. Hold on a second. Let me think. Whoa, shit. Fourth favorite guitar player. It would probably have to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan, fuck man. That everybody talks about all you know the. If you could go back in time, or or if you could have one, bring one of these musicians back and stuff like that. Like, God, Stevie Ray, man, I would. I would love to go back in time and fucking see him at the Elma Combo or, you know, fucking Austin City Limits or something like that. Fucking, God, that guy was fucking amazing. Just phenomenal guitar player, man. But, uh, so yeah, music. Fucking, I want to do a little bit of like a spotlight on a movie that I watched that you guys probably fucking have all seen or heard i'm not gonna like you know bring a lot of spoilers into it but i'm gonna talk about it and that's i watched prey the new predator movie on hulu and if you haven't watched it and you've watched the other predator movies or not you really don't have to have watched the other predator movies really because technically this is a prequel to all of them so you know First of all, (coughs) shout out to the director. Don't know his fucking name. I'm going to pull it up right now. Shout out to the director, man. You know, and Hulu. Because I think Hulu made the fucking movie, didn't they? I don't know. Whatever studio greenlit this movie, this idea for the movie, props to them. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now. Pray. Dan Trachtenberg. Yep. And Amber Mid Thunder. 
as as Naru, the the lead girl in in Prey. Great fucking Predator movie, dude. It was amazing. It, uh, props, but the reason why I give props to the director in the studio is there's not a lot of movies centered around Native Americans, even fucking horror movies like this. You know, Native Americans are very fucking not. You know, n- name me. You know, hey white people, name me three fucking movies specifically about Native Americans that actually star Native Americans, you know? So props to the props to them for taking the for you know taking this fucking shot on this fucking awesome ass story and creating it, you know, Dan Trackenberg fucking creating it for us and all the fucking people behind him. It's awesome. Uh, I have a fucking, I have a buddy of mine. I think he's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to fucking say what I think he, what I, what I think fucking his, his tribe is and stuff like that. His people. But I just remember him sitting there saying, well, that was great. But if my fucking tribe was in there, man, I, we would have fucking wasted that son of a bitch about 10 minutes into the movie. But, uh, but no, he was, he, but he was, he loved the movie and stuff. He was like, that was a fucking amazing movie. But if my people were there, we would have fucking wasted that fucker 10 minutes into the movie and shit. But no, Eric, you're fucking funny, dude, man. But, uh, no, dude, it was awesome. The only thing, the only complaint that I have is just too much CGI. You know, I, I just, I like. I like things to look realistic and not CGI, I guess. You know, I'm just, I'm one of those movie snobs that I would rather see a blood squib, you know, 80s blood squib explode out of somebody's fucking chest than, you know, have digital fucking bullet holes and stuff. And the Predator's face was digitally done, some of it, you know, and there was like a whole fight scene between the predator and some big fucking animal. I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to say what it was, but, um, yeah, man. And it was just, it was really fucking, I don't know. I just, and I know that that scene, you know, it's, you can't have a predator fight. I don't know, man. If Leo DiCaprio can make, you know, if they can make it look that good for the Revenant. They could do it with a fucking practical fucking predator and and however the fuck they did it in the Revenant because that was a fucking crazy ass bear scene, dude. If you haven't seen the Revenant with Leo DiCaprio, you gotta check that fucking movie out. But I won him the fucking Oscar. But uh, but no, dude, Prey. It was great. I fucking loved all the chemistry between the characters and everything. And um, I liked the the storyline behind uh, Naru. Is that her name? Fuck, man. It's been a while. Like, I watched it when it first came out, and I've watched it since. Yeah, Naru. Um, yeah. I, I love the, the chemistry between all of them and the whole back backstory as to, you know, she doesn't just want to sit back and fucking grind shit into, you know, into, you know, soup and stuff like that you know she doesn't want to fucking she wants to go out there and fucking hunt motherfucker and i was just like yes and actually 
this is like my girls. I've I got them all like hyped up to watch it with me and stuff like that. And they fucking they've never seen a Predator movie. I think they watched Predator with me like back when they were like three. But you know who the fuck remembers that shit? But um, but no, uh, uh, they they were fucking into it, dude. They were fucking into it. Um, my girls have been watching a lot more stuff with me lately. Now that they're getting older, I can start showing them stuff, you know, that's a little more complicated and everything. And they're starting, and they fucking, they, they're loving some of the movies I'm busting out, man. They are. And I'm, my boys, they're not so much into movies, but man, my girls, they, they, they like a good movie yarn, just like me. So yeah, I've been fucking, but Prey, Prey was a great fucking movie. Um, besides the fact that I just thought it used a little bit too much CGI. Other than that, it was, it was the perfect fucking predator movie, man. Besides, you know, and nothing's going to out, nothing's going to outdo the first one in my book. This one is, a, is fucking second though. My third is probably predators with Adrian Brody. I actually really liked that movie. Fourth one is predator two with Danny Glover. That had, that had its. It was so fuck. It was it was nineteen ninety, but it was so eighties though, you know, and like had the fucking like the voodoo Jamaican fucking gangs and shit like that. Just like the stereotypical fucking gangs and from eighties movies, and it's like that's where a lot of racism comes from, dude. You know, being a kid in the Midwest watching movies and shit like that, a lot of like eighties action movies and stuff featured black gangs and Asian gangs and like some Russians and shit too. But it was the blacks and the Asians gangs. That's where you get the whole like, Oh, they must, they must all be in a gang or, Oh, they must all know karate. You know, like that, that's, that's some racist shit that, you know, was going on back in the day. Thankfully, Danny Glover was in the movie, which was such a weird random role for him to be in, I guess. But it was just, I don't know, man. It, that was really weird. I guess they wanted Patrick Swayze to fucking to be the, you know, Harrigan's role in that movie. But then they got Danny Glover. I mean, <laughs> Danny Glover is an amazing actor and he's done so much action and shit. But it just it just seemed so like, what? Like, OK, Danny Glover, let's do this. And it was just it was Murtaugh fucking, you know more pissed off without rigs hunting a predator. It was crazy shit, man. The fuck was that? But yeah, man. Prey was a great movie. Predator 2. That's what I was that's where I was. It's on Predator 2. Do you, do you want some candy? Fucking <laughs> the little kid in Predator 2. Predator walks up on this little kid. The kid just gets all scared. Do you want some candy? And then later on, fucking he's like the predator fucking imitates that at Danny Glover in like a really fucking harrowing scene and shit like that. Do you want some candy? <laughs> it's like Buffalo Bill from fucking Silence of the Lambs. Hey, you want some candy? Put fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs> Fucking Chris Griffin shit. Or is she a great big fat person? <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, that was my that was my like movie watch. I highly recommend the Resident Evil series. I think it was on Netflix. My daughter, one of my daughters, and I watched that whole thing together. You know, and like I think it was a whole day. Maybe it was two days. Yeah, it was two days. Um, I think that was when we had COVID. Yeah, that was when we had COVID. We got COVID this summer. Got the Rona. Uh, that sucked, but I didn't lose my taste or smell or anything like that. But yeah, got COVID. Great stuff. But yeah, my my daughter and I watched that. We watched a lot of movies together, but we watched that. Um, and that was a pretty good series. But no, I've been listening to, and this is going to sound weird, man, but these guys are good shit, man. Um, some of their stuff is a little rednecky, but I really like their southern style, and I like this guy, Charlie Starr, but Blackberry Smoke, I've been listening to a lot of them lately. Um, just what comes up mostly. I haven't really dove into a lot of their records or anything like that, really hardcore Um it's just mostly what I find on YouTube when I'm driving to work and, you know, doing all that shit. But, uh, uh, yeah, Blackberry Smoke, they're like a Southern rock band. And they're, you know, and Charlie's, you know, this guy seems like cool shit because he jams with, you know, Warren Haynes and the Black Crows and all that stuff. And, and I, I dig his vibe. I dig his guitar playing. His guitar playing is really solid. And, um, yeah, he seems like, you know, he's not one of those just, like, cut-and-paste fucking like country bands or stars or anything like that. Like, they got their own style to them, and I dig it. They do a lot of covers, and they cover shit really, really well, but then their, their shit um, that I've heard, I've only maybe heard about a dozen of their original songs. Um, but, yeah, good stuff. Blackberry Smoke, check them out. Oh, hold on. There we go. Yeah, man. So, I think it's about almost getting to be about an hour. I think I might wrap this up. That's kind of my little recap from the summer, summertime. Summer 2022. It was a good time. I'm sorry I was gone for so long. Not that anybody gives a shit, because nobody listens to my podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you are listening to my podcast, thanks for stopping by. You guys have a good school year, everybody. Parents and kids. Everybody. It seems like school touches so many different people in so many different ways when it's in session. So, to everybody out there, it's in the grip of school in some way, shape, or form. Even if you feel guilty because you should be going to school and you're, you know, not going to, you know, you, you want to go to college, but you can't go to college right now and you feel guilty about that. It's for everybody, man. You guys just have a good school year. My favorite, uh, my favorite holiday of the years coming up Halloween and I'm going to see what the fuck's going on out at my, uh, out at my job for that. Cause I work at a bar. So Halloween on the lake. Um, but yeah, man, you guys take her easy and I'll be back soon. Um, fucking my name's Tony tone.
kind of bagged out, man. And this is Snurbage, the podcast. And this is episode 18. Remember smoking on the hella jelly with some sprinkles of the Kiefer's, of the Kiefer Sutherlands. That's right. You guys keep it fucking real. Thanks to my artist, Sheldon Starr, and my other artist. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. And my other artist. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. Just gotta quickly find it. That's not the right one. Oh, a young stone. Young stone for I be smoking. Yeah. So Sheldon Starr, my artist, my other artist, Young Stone for I be smoking. This is Snurbage the Podcast. I'm Tony Tone. You guys have a wonderful day, week, season. And uh, keep your cleanest, peen and healthy. Everybody out there, keep your cleanest, peen and healthy. Now I've been smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. I be smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. You be smoking, she be smoking, he be smoking all day. Blowing kush, it ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five hour level.